0: What's going on today? Well, not a whole lot. Trying
1: to get this conversation tied in with the rest of mine and your busy day.
0: Yep, I got a lot to do today, actually. got the pup in here with me. He's uh, He had a cyst or growth or something. I'm not sure exactly this sent off the histo removed from his leg. So he tries to lick his bandage. So I got him in here where I can watch him. Uh, we have one of those limp shade cones that go on his head. But he finds a way to get it off, so...
1: Wow, regular Houdini.
0: Yeah, so he's got, got a little pinhead. He's a boxer mix. You can always get it off. I don't want to over-tighten his collar. I'm one of those people that's worried about over-tightening it. I probably could tighten it a lot more. But needless is to say, he's in here with me without the collar with all the rattling, so if I look over and see him trying to lick his bandage, I may have to tell him no or stop or something. So,
1: so if you say stop licking that, we know you're talking to the dog.
0: Or you, it could be. I don't have the camera. I'm good. On I had
1: um, <laughs> I had a snack before we started, so I'm good to go. Got my coffee.
0: He's got a huge cone. I think he could have got a small. Had a smaller cone. He has trouble walking around the house now with it. Like, I guess I've never noticed. He walks kind of close to the walls and stuff instead of the middle of the hallway but with mm-hmm. the cone on. When he gets near like a door or something, it catches. Whack. So it wigs, it wigs him out. He'll just sit there and not want to move. I had um, his process for walking around is disturbed.
1: We had a, uh, English bulldog, which I imagine most people know if they've ever had one or been around one, know they have a way of being at the vet often for a variety of skin issues or other health problems. And, um, she was a great, great dog had one of the best personality of a dog I've ever been around. She was like a person trapped in a dog's body. If, if that's a good thing, but she had a bulldog smell. Uh, yeah, just that general like dog smell, which is what I'd call that. Uh, you can always tell if you go into a house where there is one or was one recently, I I could tell it. Mm -hmm. Basset hounds seem to have that worse. I think that's the oil that's in their coat. But, um, when she had it on, of course, living in an apartment at at that time and we lived upstairs, the cone was not friendly to the dog walks. We could go down the steps fine, but going back up the steps was a nightmare for Mm -hmm. myself and her. We, they don't uh, lift their
0: heads up, because they, they like to look down to see the stairs, and then they get right. hung on the steps. And you
1: know. and like you said, sometimes they seem like they're a little exaggerated in their circumference, I guess. It's, you know, I'm not a vet, but anyway, the edge of it kept, would catch every step. So we uh, while she was healing from whatever it was, we had to develop our own system for getting in and out of the house without uh, taking too long or breaking her neck.
0: Yeah, this is going to be longer than they told us. They said probably two weeks of wound dressing, and it's like it's maybe up to two months. There was... Such an, it was on his leg, and the real tight spot was not a lot of extra skin. Mm-hmm. And over a period of a week, he, she, he's had it for about a year or two, but it wasn't very large, and then over a period of a week, it just expanded. Hmm. So, you know, it's worrisome, especially with him being a boxer. So they took it off, but because of its size, um, it didn't leave a lot of skin, so we're having to use wet, what they're calling wet bandage, and, oh, it's going to be a pain.
1: Does that involve you having to be... Uh part-time vet at home
0: yeah yep. i've got to go and um they're going to train me today on how to do all the dressings and stuff so i don't have to keep going back don't know if there'll be a charge today on the dressing change and i'm sure there will be seems like mm, vet yeah, costs i would think so have doubled and i used to take three dogs all at once and i don't know how about you did the it the same as taking my one dog in the last two years i was like what's happening it could be the vets just expensive i don't know but we shall see
1: I think that uh, I have noticed that that has increased as well, but maybe that's just inflation.
0: Better watch out gonna get insurance involved. I know it already exists, but once that happens, goodbye, practice freedom.
1: Yeah, I know uh, probably 15 years ago, somebody was telling me about they had XYZ done to their dog with insurance. I said, excuse me? (laughs) I didn't know you could get such a thing, but I guess (sighs) essentially you can insure anything if you just find somebody willing to take your money.
0: I need to go over my auto insurance stuff. I have too many things. I need to make sure I'm getting good rates. I need to come up with a, an annual process for that where I just look at all my expenses and make sure I'm doing what I should do. Just get it in there and it's comfortable and you never re-examine it.
1: Well, I think the uh, putting a system in play or a process for what is the today's problem, and by that I'm meaning... XYZ years ago. I don't know when this started. Maybe ten years ago now. The uh, oh Netflix. This how everything is parts and pieces now, and you have re reoccurring. Is what I was trying to get to. You have multiple reoccurring payments that we didn't always have. At least. The dollars may add up to be the same amount that it once was, or more or less. That's irrelevant. But the fact that we have so many because everything is fractured now, <laughs> I think. I, you I think there's probably a lot of people out there that have recurring payments that they have long since even forgotten about.
0: <laughs> Good, yeah. I have one for an uh, uh, ancestry um, account that I pay every month, and I haven't looked at that thing in months. I'm afraid to end it because I don't want to lose all the stuff of gained on there i think you can temporarily suspend it i temporarily suspended my audible account when i'm not listening to books at work i had a bunch downloaded that i need to listen to and i was like well i'm not really downloading anymore the good thing with audible though is you those credits add up and up and up it's not like you're losing the money you'll always right. have those credits so that's that's a good thing
1: do, do you get to retain the information from ancestry like is it saved on I don't a know. That's why server I
0: that's why i haven't um i just can't see them erasing it, it. That was a lot of work, so I'd hate to.
1: Cause I'd it hate didn't, to do it, don't you so. get to share it or link it to other people?
0: You can if they want you. If they want, um, have you
1: done that with anybody?
0: Yeah, I've been. I've gotten into another tree. Um, we have a. They wouldn't
1: sister. seem right for their information to disappear just because you quit paying the bill. You know oh I mean? no,
0: theirs won't. You can just. Um, how it works is if you are sharing with another person, they can mm-hmm. just see yours. Like it doesn't necessarily tie them together. I just have oh, access okay. to, their tree. Now how it works is it, it goes off of um what other people say on there. So you gotta be careful when you're making your trees and building stuff. It could just be somebody going all, you know, loosey goosey and saying, Yeah, 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 trying to get back as far as they can, as fast as they can, without any real proof. And really yeah, once you get past the, the problem. Once you get past the early eighteen hundreds, um data is so scant. Yeah, and just you don't know if it's true. It's hard to really prove how far you've come or how far, you know, if you're really connected or not. But it's pretty a- accurate up until then. I'd say late 1700s, early 1800s is pretty... You can, with census data and stuff like that, you can prove a lot. I've run across a lot of uh, a lot of um, stuff, though, like on tombstones that are incorrect. Like dates. Like a typo? And, well, it's like it'll say their date of death or their birthday or something like that is wrong. Or it'll say one date, but like the record's um on the death certificates or other things say another day and like we'll have um documents from funerals that say that it was a different day than what's on the tombstone who knows which you know at first you don't know which is right and which is wrong but usually you can find enough of one to say okay well this is right. wrong and most of the time it's tombstone information is wrong so it's hard to go just by that wow. kind of stuff which i found is interesting
1: come on people this is literally etched in stone double double check this
0: found out one of my, my great grandmother's name is a a man's name, just a straight up you wouldn't know if she was a female. And we never called her that. I never knew that was her name until I really got to digging on some stuff. And uh on her tombstone it just has a name we always t- called her by. It's like, well that would be lost if I wouldn't have found this one thing. And like I told my I asked my dad and and I'm like, Yeah, she always hated her name. It was a boy's name. And I was like, Wow, that's it's kind of weird, and there's always always stuff when you go digging in family history, you're like, you can't get straight answers from people, and you wonder, I know you know more. Why aren't you telling me? What is there that you're not telling me?
1: You is this think, person... Is it, that's withholding <laughs> for the reason that they just want to keep that to themselves, or are they just not forthcoming people?
0: Either they don't know, or I think that it's a secret they don't want to be told. They don't want to be told. And who knows what the secret is for sure, but I found and ran across a lot of secrets that people didn't want told in both sides of my mom's and my dad's side going up the tree just with i'm smart enough to put two and two together and look at things and be like hmm I never told us this I'm like yeah well, i've got them to admit to some stuff but not a lot system of lies <laughs>
1: i've always found that uh, genealogy interesting i had to do it as a english project in, i don't know one of the high school grades I, I just remember i was in high school i don't remember if it was nine through 12 one of those and i want to say we went back to 30 great as far mm-hmm. as in parents and it I, I was
0: before the internet so it was all oh yeah what people told you
1: my mom is a great resource for that which is why i should pay her way to have that ancestor and just let her sit down and watch. she's mm-hmm. willing and able and and just you know kind of put all that into access for everybody else
0: i've got a great uncle that he's the oldest he's he was actually older than my grandfather he was more like a brother than my grandfather but he was actually my grandfather's uncle um who's still with us he's the oldest um relative on that side of the family i think he's only my half my um great uncle but anyway i'd like to sit down with him and have a tripod set up and one of my good cameras and just record the conversation sit around for maybe an hour do it a couple times let me go once a year and Till he leaves us, just to get as much information as we can from him. So I have a lot of questions I need to ask him about some stuff that only he would know. Um, try to maybe fill in the gaps from other stuff. You'd think you, there would be Do you think he'd
1: be willing to do that?
0: Yeah, I think so. My dad asked him about it, and he said he'd be happy to. And I need to while he's still... Uh, he's really sharp, especially for his age. I wish um, I had
1: done that. Yeah, I would I'd encourage really you to do that, because there's... Uh, not to slight any other relatives that I would leave out of this, but there's always... Uh, there's just some people, that's just what they are. There's some people that just stand out in your life. And they, might, they may not themselves be a standout person, but they stand out to you because maybe you identify with them or maybe you got their middle name, you know, one of those kind of things that right. w- once it's once they're gone, you obviously have the memories and the pictures, but you, uh, that that of which you could create with that could be a whole lot more than pictures yep. and things.
0: Take it for granted, I remember after my grandfather died, we were sitting around talking we were trying to figure out some stuff we couldn't quite remember. My dad was like, you know, and you have those weird moments where it's just habit, and we were trying to remember something about my grandfather or his mother or something, blah, blah, blah. We we're talking, and for a split second, my dad was like, he about he almost said something and he didn't say it. Hmm. And he's like, Yeah, he's like, I was about to say, Well, let's just call and ask him. I was mm. like, Yeah. Yeah. Sad. But this ancestry stuff, you you would think. There would be more of a, a better system we're talking about systems and, and processes and things like that today. Um, you just think it would be easier to attain this information. Like it would almost be public. Now, I get everybody wants their privacy and yada, 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 but some stuff, like. Uh, can just be birth necessary. and death information? Yeah, like. I would think I that know. would
1: be readily available, but it sounds like you've hit a wall at some point when you're going well, backwards. You,
0: you can't search anything new. Like you can only the only census data that is public, I think, is seventy years and older, or maybe it's seventy-seven. I used to know. It's around seventy years. Um, I know copyright for music is seventy years after the date of the um, original recorder dies. Um, but I think census data is the same. It's like this. So you, we're coming up on a new census. We'll be able to get, I think, this year. Because mm-hmm. I feel like nineteen fifty is as far back as we can go right now. Stop licking. He's licking. Mm. Got his foot up on his head. Lay down. Lay down, buddy. (laughs) But anyway, you'd think they'd have a better process for that. Processes are usually, what do you think? Do you think they're brought about after learning um, that you need one, like you've had some kind of issue, so you try to correct it? That's how I usually develop mine, is through Mm. trial and error.
1: I think how they come about is going to vary. I think in the big picture of kind of the history of processes, I would say visionary people, that people that have that, and you know these people, and that may be you. I don't know um, because I've never been inside your head, but there are some people who have the ability to live in the day and next week and beyond without confusion or dismay. Most people can't do that because the bigger the pile of details get, the... more scattered a person gets which is why we all say to each other just live one day at a time but i think the people might have started process like henry ford he was a process innovator you know with the assembly yeah. line that, that just um that idea of organization and how to make things be more efficient is really interesting to me at the same time i have probably been one of these people who kind of bucks a system because of other traits that I have. And that is I'm a big first impression person. And I don't necessarily when you mean when you meet somebody on those things, but like the first mark into the tablet called my mind, whatever goes there for how to do whatever, fix a sink. If there becomes another way to fix a sink, that's either better or more efficient. I'm not going to deny it, but I'm going to be a little bit hesitant to do it just because that's just how I am. Not because I think my way is better. I'll even acknowledge, yeah, I can see that way is better. But anything that becomes like second nature to me, I enjoy that. Yeah. So, so I try to make, you know, do it. This is where I get lost in sort of this uh, paralysis of analysis, so to speak. I'm trying to take and do something new. Like me, me and you are trying to do some new things with different computer setups and things like that. I would try to make it the best the first time around. And unfortunately, a lot of times that just has you not doing anything because you're stuck in academia. And so I fought, fought myself with this, just get it done and then go back and make the second draft. In school, were you a good, proper English writer? And by that, I don't mean the grammar, but I mean, did you do a rough draft and then improve upon it and improve upon it?
0: When I wasn't procrastinating, I would. See that's
1: probably was my enemy in that because I yeah. would procrastinate so much that first draft was final draft.
0: Yeah, I had a lot of those. Um, I never, I'm not one that I ever even writing a letter can write it all the way and then go back and change it. I usually change it as I go, like I reread and reread and reread each paragraph to make it flow the way that I want it. Right. And I don't know if that's good or bad. That's just how I've I've done it. I'm only usually resistant to changing my process when. I know the the process that I use works and I have seen the other process fail. And um, the most immediate example I can think of um, for given specific, specifics would be maybe something at work like um, like electronically transferring um, somebody's prescription from one place to another. You do it a certain way and it works. And if you do it a different way, every now and then it hangs up with insurance billing claims getting reversed. Mm-hmm. So I know the way that I do it works. I know you can do it a quicker way, but I have seen that way fail or I'm not sure that the newest way doesn't fail. Right. And I know my way does work, so I do it that way. But for the most part, my my systems are based on problems I have seen and I fix and I potential problems that I imagine may be there. And of course, you know you have to give weight to those imaginary potential problems. Which one is going to cause more? Do you need to really be doing this extra work to prevent that problem? Does it pay off? And I think that's where everybody differs—is what they think pays off, right? Um, and,
1: and there's inefficiency in trying to be efficient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I over mean, you efficiency. can, you can, oh, it's
0: like over-engineering something. You put so many, like, you over-engineer a, a ship or a car or something. Mm-hmm. You have so some tying like something and things down in the back of your truck. That too. Yep. And it's <laughs> got to where, like in a in the vehicle, it's got so much support, it's heavier. So now it's not as nimble, or is burning more gas than it needs to, or. Yeah, like you tie stuff down in a vehicle. We all know people who hmm. overdo it. We know people who underdo it too. Now, I don't, let's not forget <laughs> them. Um, but they shall who remain
1: nameless. But you have shared some funny stories with me. They overdo it. And One rubber band should hold a kayak in, right?
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah and like you see people going to tailgates with like that, that Allstate or whichever the commercial is. Yeah, with, with the, the grill. I have seen them use bungee cords <laughs> to have a bunch to have a grill. In the First I'm off, like, no, a that's top a top thing. <laughs> piece of
1: equipment to start with.
0: <laughs> and they're not cheap, even if the cheap ones aren't cheap. So, oh. yeah, there are people that way. But, yeah, like it's over-tied down. I think both of us, it's uh, one of our parental units who do these things or something like that. And, <laughs> mm. he, and, and you know, we have these modern – I'm a kayaker. I don't know how much I've mentioned that. Not a whitewater kayaker. If I could fit in one of those boats, I definitely would. That's a goal of mine before I die. But I do fishing kayaks. There's an irony
1: yeah. tied in with that. You just you just put that on your stone. Yeah. He got fit, he got in,
0: and then a and hydraulic got him. And we have um you know, there's always been rope. There's always been that yellow rope that I've had since out the eighty. Oh, the poly rope that'll set yeah. your hands on fire. Yep, that stuff. And it's like ski rope and it gets in your hands if you you know do it wrong. And then you have regular old hay rope, I call it. It reminds me of it's rope twine. that used to be around hay. Yep. Um, but it's like the twine, but made into a rope, so it's even thicker. Right. And then you have ratchet straps, which aren't recommended on kayaks, but everyone uses them because they're easy. Even I do. But you just gotta be mindful not to, because uh,
1: you may bust the hole I guess.
0: Yeah, you gotta you gotta not overdo it. And then we have these new inventions that maybe they're not that new. And I didn't want to trust them at first, but they are a godsend to Earth. They're just cinch straps. Like you just, it's just a little cinch um the the it goes through the little middle hook okay and this is just like, the, like a bell or like a chin strap kind of like a double d chin strap but it's a much better more efficient way of doing that you just do it you pull down on it and it works like they don't loosen up you just pull down and the thing with those is you can't over tighten them you know i mean i guess if i put a this is like the uh, weakened version it, of a ratchet strap right <laughs> it's like a yeah like Same a manual webbing version. hooks yeah, you just pull it through with right. manual labor. And that works fine. It holds boats down perfect. Like, when we first got our boats, they were expensive, me and my buddy who does it with me. So we use ratchet straps, and we you know probably overdid it, and it was a pain in the butt to do ratchet straps because they're not designed to hook to each other. They're designed to hook to one side of a bed right. or a trailer, and the other side goes to the other. But when you're doing kayaks, you kind of have to hook them to themselves, and it's just not designed to do that, so it's a little cumbersome. Yep. Now, they work, and they definitely hold it in place. But like we were saying, like I was saying a minute ago, you can over-tighten them, and it warps the boats. These cinch straps are the best. You just put those on, you pull them down, you can't over tighten them, and they do not come loose. Or at least they don't come loose in enough time when you get to the river. Now, if you're taking them across country, you'll probably want to stop every hundred, two hundred miles like anybody would when with you any load. Us. Yeah, I mean that's why they have these truck to trailer pull offs. That's why you see the truckers out there with we the crowbars tightening down yeah, you just you just make sure that you're doing that. Well, we have uh I know someone who he doesn't like the ratchet straps because they warp his boat or boats. And stop licking. He's licking again. Um. So he has to. He uses rope, old school rope. Mm. Just he's got to put five hundred knots, like with mm. all the slack, mm. and then tie another one with that. I'm like, that's just. So by the time we get to the river, it takes two hours to untie it, and you know you're in line if it's a busy launch area, and it's just like, oh come on.
1: Uh, are you ready Over to uh, pull your hair out at this point?
0: Um, I'm. I'm more angry. When we're doing it, because I foresee the problem and I know mm-hmm. what's going to happen, and I'm I do this way more often than they do, like way more often. They go with us only every now and then, and I do it. You know, if back when my buddy was more available, we would go multiple times a week. So you know, I've got a lot more miles and hours, pulling, paddling, and all that stuff in the boats. So I get upset when we're trying to load up. I'm like we need to go, and then it's just going to be a pain to get these undone when we get there. <laughs> And, but I know it's going to happen by the time I get there, so I'm not as upset. But, yeah, I want to pull my hair out when we're doing it. I'm like, no, these ratchet straps will do fine. If you want to do one safety hook on the nose around something, that's fine, Which we don't need all these knots. We don't need them.
1: Just stop it. If you bought him any of those other pieces of equipment, would he use them?
0: No. <laughs> rope.
1: He's he just opposed to it. Yeah. There are a couple of little cheater things you could buy for him. I'm not sure. REI, I think, in places like that used to have them where you could use rope. And at the end, there was like a hook and pulley thing, which had like a one-way kind of clicker. So yeah. you're, it's creating that pull-down, basically, what you're doing. But you mm-hmm. get to use rope. It's
0: just... Stuff works. That's
1: it. I know you have routines at work, some of choice mm-hmm. and some of custom customized by yourself. Yep. And... I don't think we need to get into all that because those are just not that fun or interesting. Maybe generically we could, but do you have routines? Which is another way. You know, it's we call it processes, routines, and I don't. I don't want to forget, or don't let me forget the the king or the probably the most popular person in the world at least currently that's used the word process. Uh, who would you say that is?
0: Uh, Nick Saban.
1: There you go. I would think if you Googled the process and, and, or look for a quote about it. He's going to be one of them ones. I don't know if he's ever wrote a book or I know books have been uh, attributed to him as far as in quotes and things about it. And I read a couple articles of people that interviewed him and his take on that, which uh, he actually developed at Michigan state with, uh, I don't know if it was the lead of the psychiatry department or psychology department, or just one of the doctors there, but where he came up with this idea of, you know, it, each play on average in a football game is 7 seconds and all he wants his staff and his players to focus on are those 7 seconds and that's just one of the many pieces of the processes he uses and he's got processes in practice in their day-to-day life all kinds of there's checks and balances which is essentially what a process or routine creates but do you have your own at home say oh. a work day so sure. you know the typical work day no matter if it's a daytime night time whatever a person does for a living whether you're a fireman or a cop you got to get ready to go to work maybe not a fireman i guess some of them live there but you know right. well you wake it whatever you chose your waking time to be you mm-hmm. do the pre stuff to get out of the house which involves shower not shower everybody has different takes on that some do it the night not before teeth hair you know clothes and breakfast or whatever do you have a system for that
0: Oh, absolutely everything is a Everything is a system especially um with the shift differential going on right now um I have to do everything a certain way just to make sure this um that that you get the proper sleep you get the proper things aligned for when it's time to go you can get there on time you know take this into account sure like I used to be terrible at losing keys so I had to find a way to not lose my keys so every, now when I get home I do the same thing over and over again every time I get home
1: Do you have a place you hang them?
0: Yeah. Or a dish or something? Yeah. Like, I have a place that they hang, but I usually use that when I'm not working. As far as work stuff goes, I usually, lab coat, even the work clothes and shoes and everything go in the same spot. Um, My wife would rather me do that than me attempt to wash them. That way, she knows where all my work stuff is. Mm-hmm. She would rather take care of that rather than me mess up her system for doing the rest of the laundry. So this we kind mm-hmm. of implemented There, there are
1: there. systems for that, and I have tried to be a good spouse and kick in on that multiple times. And
0: they kind of want to do it themselves. and this, well, what they don't
1: ruined. want is they don't want things ruined. I don't know that right. they necessarily That's want to saying. do it themselves, but mm-hmm. there are times where. I felt like I was running into more exceptions than anything else, and just my nature was like, I'm backing away for I don't want to offend you and or cost us money by destroying X, Y, or Z. So,
2: right.
1: Yeah. So I so wanted I to develop have a that. system that had had mine and her laundry separate, but then that was a violation to her system. She's like, no, that's silly. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was trying to do just my share.
0: The only thing I don't have a good system for is fueling the vehicle. Like, that is something that uh, – There's a thorn in my side, and it's just being, um...
1: Is this meaning you're, uh uh-oh, I'm empty, or do you mean by, like, you go to the same place on a same schedule, or do you uh monitor your usage?
0: I don't. I don't do that. Like, I just fill up when it's empty. And I know that it's low on my way home. I'm like, I could just stop here. I was like, but I don't, because (laughs) it's like... this is going. Every day is like
1: a dice game in the car with you, isn't it?
0: (laughs) And it's like, no, not every day, just that one day. (laughs) Right, well,
1: Um, when you're getting low...
0: Right. But, I mean, I've, I stop and get it on the way in. But on the way home, I could stop. But believe it or not, I have reasons why I don't. If I stop... Traffic. And get fuel... No, there's a gas station right by my house. Okay. I guess really no excuse, but other than the one I'm about to make up and try to justify. Um, if I don't follow my system to get in bed and get some rest before I have to get up that evening um, when I'm on this shift... Uh, I can hit my second win and I'll never get sleep. Mm. So I like to follow my system to a T. And I think you figured that out over the years too, like trying to call me after a certain time and just don't answer. Um I turn on the YouTube or the Netflix or whatever and I go to sleep. I just assumed you were
1: Superman. What was his cave called? Solitude or something like that?
0: Was it? I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I thought oh. you were just like, I'm I'm off duty now, folks. I'm not touching or answering anything. <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize for a while that you were that Early to bed, so to speak.
0: Yep, I go right to bed. And then I get up early, like uh for the next for the night. Um I do that because that's when the wife gets home and you know, we spend time together and then I'm off. So it's kinda of like it's kinda of like the same way you if I were you know, if I was doing the day shift, it would be the opposite. Like I would probably stay up late when she was off and so yeah, I have definite systems for that and because you can't just go to work in our line of work and be tired and be dragging Dragging rear end throughout the night because it would have bad ramifications. It's not like, you know, you're just tired and your performance is down. Like your performance has to be sharp all the time. You know, you can't just right. not. And that's
1: going to carry over into a lot of things. You, you know, you don't want your school bus driver. Right. Being, ah, exhausted. I should have gone to bed and of watching Netflix though too. Right. Yeah. You got my kids on the bus. You know, I wish you have took a nap or something.
0: Yeah. That's why I let surgeons or people who were on duty um, at the hospital for days on end, like a fireman, they sleep certain times and. That's why you may or may not get in the emergency room if it's not an emergency. You'll sit there, and so yeah, I definitely have that process. And then, um, as far as processes for other things, as much as I can automate is automated in my life, like if bill pay or whatever. Man, you're um, hitting on all
1: my notes already.
0: Yep, like everything that can be automated is automated because that's just more free time for me. I do know people who do not do anything automated. That they go down to the whatever and they pay their bill. I'm like that. I've never even done that. Like I, the only, I when I was young, I had my first apartment. I had to write a check for that every month. Right. I didn't have auto draft on my first car, um, but almost everything I've ever had, even in the late '90s, they had auto draft on stuff, and I would took advantage of it. So that's been my save for that. Now the problem with that is, what I was talking about at the beginning is you set it and you forget it, and sometimes it's good to go back and revisit. Right. Something that I don't want to get too off topic on, but something that I've always wondered and maybe someone can educate me on. When I get a new vehicle or toy or whatever, um, the insurance is always more than whatever else I have, regardless if it's a performance car or an SUV. It's like, God, the insurance is more on this one. I would have thought it would have been higher on my performance car. I'm like, well, it's new because it's value. It's worth more. I'm like, okay, well, that makes sense. But the thing is, the insurance never goes down. Like, okay, so it was worth 48000 when we got it. Now it's worth... <laughs> 4000 why is the insurance still expensive? Like, why doesn't it go down? Maybe it does a little, but not like I would think it would. So I need, I need to go. I bet if you shopped around, you would find that it should go down more than it does.
1: And I would say you have just uncovered a system. And I'm not trying to say anything's bad or dirty of the insurance company because I have friends that work in this industry. But anywhere you can make money, that's what you do. Whatever in whatever your business is, as long as you're not breaking the law or being immoral or unethical, that's part of it. And if I can get you hooked in on your new or slightly new car purchase at this, yeah, I'm not going to automatically reduce it to you and say, "Hey, by the way, you're paying less now. It's it's not worth as much." Well, I appreciate that. (laughs) Nobody's. I wouldn't think anybody would do that automatically. Are there?
0: Systems that oh, do that automatically. Oh, you, I bet somebody. You would think these new companies like Progressive or whoever that would be their thing. Like it would be an advertising reach, reach tool. Rates. yeah, and that would force everyone else to do it. Every See, year. that's that's the bad. The person, thing they, about they'll business. get their money on the back end by charging more on newer cars. So it's never this whole it's a nutshell. Yeah, this whole thing is going to affect something else. But meanwhile, when I have all used vehicles, which I rarely buy new, I've only ever bought one new vehicle in my life. I don't think you've ever bought any. Nissan. No, it was used. It was the the wife's uh, Toyota. Oh.
1: What about the Honda you had that when oh, I drove?
0: Oh, yeah. Was that new? Cross Tour? Yeah, I guess that was new. Yeah, so I guess I bought two. Forgot that about that That was
1: one. a peculiar vehicle.
0: It really was. People who liked it loved them. And then we had one of the ones, it was a Honda Cross Tour. Yeah, we had one of the ones that was four-wheel drive, and they kept cupping the rear tire, so it was like driving a monster truck. I wouldn't like that, that. Inevitably, That inevitably made us get rid of it. Other than that, we loved it. It was a V6. It had a lot of power. Yeah, it was um, fun to drive. Yeah, Didn't it they was, have
1: uh, blind spot issues?
0: Uh, the rear is hard looking the mirror, but I liked it. I never had issues with it. Um, I don't, it was a good car. It was your typical Honda. Drove nice and fast and sporty. a Little stiff. Um, yeah, well, we I liked it. Oh, we the traded tires. it in for the for the SUV. Was, we got tired of that noise. I mean, that's just it was ridiculous. Like we didn't ever want to drove it because it was so loud. And there, you know, you get the run around at Honda. Well, we don't know. <laughs> so, anyway, their systems for. Uh, Car dealerships, in general, need to develop their systems. Like, I can get online and find answers to problems on forums Mm -hmm. better diagnosed than taking it to professionals. And I'm sure there's reasons for that. It's probably just like in healthcare. Somebody calls us.
1: Somebody's WebMDing before they go to the doctor.
0: Yeah, or somebody calls us and has a question about this obscure disease, yada, yada, yada. I'm going to regurgitate what I either learned in school or what I have seen in practice. And that's all I really know because I don't. You can't really be a student of every weird disease state. You can't really even be a student of every single regular disease state constantly unless that's all you do. Like you, you live and breathe your occupation, which some people do.
1: Your brain is only so big regardless. Right.
0: And so they expect you to know everything. And they, they know all these things they're talking about. It's like, well, it sounds like you've done a lot of research on it. I would have to do some research and get back with you. Some people are offended by that, but I would think it would be easier for, because you're not dealing with life and death necessarily with a vehicle. Like if all these people in the forums know what this problem is, mm-hmm. why isn't there a, a warrant or a um, repair bulletin, and why do I have to go to the internet to find out why the VDC on my Titan is going off the warning light and the dealership can never figure it out? Like you'd think they would have a system that would fix that, but this isn't, this isn't gripes day. But mm-hmm. Sounds like your Titan could system. use
1: an antibiotic. It if it's got a, a VDC.
0: It could use a lot. It's got a leaky rear high brake lamp that mm. makes the truck stink when it rains and grow mold, and it's just and that's got one of those. Um, it won't pass emissions right now because it stinking uh, evap system, and it's not the gas cap. Some there's some little canister, some baloney thing won't work. Oh, so now I can't go get my tags. Is that waived so at a certain
1: age of a vehicle?
0: That's in Tennessee. Um, it's 1975 and older. I'm not sure what it is in Georgia or Wow. Surrounding. So if you
1: had something from like 1989, it, it has to pay. High chance that that will not be as efficient as it once was, just based on how yep. parts wear and go. Wow, Both and 70, and the efficiencies weren't that good then.
0: All right. Well, we have a um, I have family members who have 76 vehicles that you know won't pass. We had a seventy five F one hundred for a while that no matter what we did it wouldn't pass emissions. Carbureted, so, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, it had a seventy two four hundred out of a station wagon in it. So it just would not pass emissions, so we just sold it to somebody and that didn't have to go through emissions and they drove it for a while, but this emission stuff, ah, uh, it it's it's a backfiring so I can't drive my Nissan Titan, which is a relatively clean vehicle. It's just not passing emissions because an evap valve or something other isn't working which really Mm -hmm. isn't creating more pollution it's just a sensor saying the evap this that the other isn't working so it forces me to drive a much less efficient vehicle that probably leaks oil transmission fluid and gets six miles to the gallon to work because the other one is supposedly not good for the environment and i guarantee the amount of oil that thing burns leaks and spews (laughs) on the way is worse for the environment than whatever sensor has gone bad in the nissan so it's I know those are exceptions. You shouldn't make the exception be the rule, but I don't know. it just doesn't seem to doesn't seem to be helping. And I know a lot of people in other states they don't they have even worse than how um, southern states have like I think up north and maybe even out west, they have to go through just general inspection, like yes if I've blinkers seen those don't stickers work or, or
1: they're approved yeah. in Missouri or whatever the sticker on a vehicle.
0: And I kind of like that in some ways. Like, you see so many of these break junkers riding around work. with their... Yeah, I and mean, that is that is illegal here. And dangerous. But, like, the blinker don't work, or it's like...
1: Third brake light doesn't work.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think if a car has a third, you should be up to you just to make sure it always works. I can't stand when I have a bulb out. I feel like I'm riding around, and people are judging me like I'm a clampet clamp it or something. And you know what's so weird is there's on. no
1: good way to know that. Have you ever thought about that? Like, if no, you don't I'm, have a friend or, you know, a family follows you somewhere... You don't always know, so because sometimes I'm yeah. with you. I really want all those things to always be working, and I get a little judgy when I see them not working on the road. <laughs> me too. But then yeah. I remind myself, how are they going to know?
0: Well, one day Headlights you'll a modern vehicle, and you'll, really you'll realize, they, you'll realize modern vehicles tell you. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> when the light's out, yeah. Well,
1: there you go. You, you can tell what I'm driving. The horse, <laughs> if you put your the horse on does not
0: let me know. <laughs> I don't know if it does it for the brake lights, but for the blinker, the high brake light, I don't know if there is one. I think, yeah, on my newer vehicles, if it, they have one and it's burned out, it will like stay red, like kind of like when a door's open. Huh. I think it does that. But if your blinker hyper flashes, that, that lets you Well, that you know was the that. old
1: GM way. It was yeah. like a... I that's don't what's know, going on it's with it's people. It's almost like a LED. shorted out thing. It would yeah. do this real fast knows blinking. knows
0: the current is less. Yeah. That's when you see these people driving around, they put LEDs in their turn signals, which I'm for. I think it's great. It's more noticeable, yada, yada, yada. Um, and you see it blinking really fast because they haven't put a resistor in line, which... Hyper blink doesn't bother me. And if anything, it kind of gets your attention more. But it is one of those judgy clamp it things like, oh, they didn't do that right. Look at that moron. But no, who cares? It works. What were we talking about again? (laughs) The benefits
2: of a
1: process. What are the benefits of having a process or an efficiency?
0: Well, it prevents failure. It prevents breakdown. Um, The system lets you have something without thinking about it. So you can...
1: That's the part I love. I just love getting up from my we were talking about your daily routine before we got into a lot of rabbit holes my routine and the specificity doesn't matter but the fact that we have one i think is what we're getting to and i i don't have them for every day of my life and that's something i'm looking at actually changing but the work days i have this get up at a certain time Mm -hmm. i usually eat the same thing have my one or two cups of coffee depending on how i feel and I'm one who likes to shower before bed because I sleep better. So that's just one less thing I've got to do when I get up. So you smell bad at work? Well, I don't know that I was necessarily working out in my sleep, so I hope not. <laughs> and, you know, it depends um, on my dream. Well, well I, that's my problem, too, is a lot of times this all started with uh, all the endurance stuff I was doing that I had to shower before bed because I'd been out doing whatever run or bike for so long that. And I did not want to take two showers a day. That felt way inefficient. I feel like I'm just throwing water away. But
0: oh, my father would take seven if he had time.
1: <laughs> I don't enjoy a shower.
0: Oh, I like a good uh feeling. Clean. I mean, I like
1: that. See, now that's a different story. I like the end product. I love what it feels like to be clean. What I say is, I do not like taking a shower. Mm. That doesn't mean Maybe I avoid the them or waste. don't do them. No, yeah. sometimes I'm just because I just squeak so much out of a day. I'm into that. You know, this is usually toward the end of moments, and I'm just so fatigued. I have joked with my wife hundreds of times, especially during the Iron Man days. I wish I had, like, a conveyor belt, you know, like the uh, rollers in the stockroom at your work. But there was, like, the car wash showers and all around you. Like-
0: oh, like the man mover <laughs> at the... Uh- people move her at the airport yeah like it you're would supposed go to through. walk on those it would rinse stand. me
1: and then it would lather me up you know body and hair and I'm go pretty sure this is a Jetsons episode yeah that's exactly what I want just for the shower I mean I probably could find ways to manipulate that for other things but <laughs> I just don't I'm just past the any enjoyment I had about that it's like I enjoyed the part the end part of what you're saying I love being clean it feels good I sleep better when I'm clean, but I don't. I labor through it just begrudgingly. I'm like, ah, I got to get clean. I'm wasting time here.
0: That's what I said. You know, just the, it's just but the just just That's like waste.
1: the uh, card on the pile. That's just like playing war with cards. That's not the, my ultimate reason. It's just because I want to fall asleep. I don't want to raise my arms to soap up my armpits. I just want to have something or someone do this for me, which that would be weird. So it would have to be something.
0: You said something a second ago like, developing systems for like the days where you don't have to work. I think I should do that too. I feel like I waste time. I on my think you would benefit but greatly. I think so. But at the same time, it's almost like a burden. I'm so efficient on my work days that I work mm, that you're playing into my off, hands. Yeah. It's like, um, uh, this is my time. Exactly. I will do what I want. Meanwhile, the pool is full of 80 pounds of leaves and I need to cut down a Bradford. I need to do that soon. The mother nature started for me seven months ago. You know, I got so much to do. It's like, Nope, I'm going to watch reruns of star Trek next generation, or I wonder what power nation is doing on YouTube or so on and so forth. What's demolition ranch blowing up this week?
1: Right. Well, I wanted to ask you that many times, and I always just forget, because I know, I'm not going to say, because I don't know, we've never worked side by side or or lived in the same house or apartment. You, I think, are more moved by your systems than I am. Not that I, I have a ton of them, but I feel like... I don't know. I think you just uh, enjoy them more than I do, or I just want to get them down and then forget them. I want them to be what they are and just ignore. And I've wondered if you would enjoy your off time without a schedule, because I, I, that was a question I wanted to ask. And if you did, could you enjoy your off time with a schedule, or would that be an extra... Urgh.
0: No, if, it would be another... Like, it would be a work day if I had a schedule. I don't... Maybe. I've never tried to enact one, but when I do put myself through itineraries or something, I don't like, so I went out West. um, I don't know if we've talked about this or not a few years ago with a good buddy of mine shooting the B roll uh, together. Yeah. um, He has a production company and I don't think we ever used any of it, but still the trip was worth it. We spent seven, eight, maybe nine days. We left from middle Tennessee and went to um, all the way to Montana and back to East Tennessee. Um, And it was fantastic. Now, we only had those amount of days, so we had to get certain mile. We wanted to do certain things because neither one of us have ever been out there, and mm. you know our it's age. Life be Out there again, yeah. So, I I made an itinerary um, of how where we needed to be each day, mm. what time, so on and so forth. And I built in you know this many hours we can spend here, this that and the other, and we pretty much stuck with it. Um, and it wasn't the taskmaster. T- Taskmaster that you thought it might have been. It actually was relaxing having that, because we would be you wouldn't leave you know, anything out, it. right? Well, that and we would be you know going through Illinois, like okay, well we need to be in Oklahoma City by this time or wherever it was we were going that way. Um, we got this many hours. We'd see something. Like, hey, you want to stop by? I'm like yeah, we're actually ahead by several hours, so we can stop and do this, that, and the other. We had everything planned down. It worked out fantastic. Like we knew we wouldn't be able to spend several days in Yellowstone like we wanted to, but we had basically two days there. Um, And if we wanted to see everything, you know, we'd make a decision. We'd be like, okay, well, we've got this, this, and this on the schedule. If we want to see those, this is what we've got to do this by this. Now, if we want to sacrifice seeing this and we want to spend more time at this, we can do that, but we don't know what we might be missing, but we would just make the decision and sometimes we would, we wouldn't go do this or that, or we would right. revamp it and, you know, move things along for the most part. Cause we already had some lodging places were paid for like Airbnbs and whatnot. Right. But the, the system that we had in place for that worked out fantastic. Even I, we even figured up <clears throat> how much we would probably spend on fuel and it ended up being about correct. Um, based on the miles we drove, like everything worked out nicely. One thing we didn't put in there was the, uh, Invisible speed traps that got us a couple times. That added to the cost of the trip, but I wasn't driving during any of them because I pay attention to the radar detector.
1: <laughs> I have a very similar story, and I think that if you try something like that and you don't have some semblance of a schedule or an idea of how you're going to do it, I don't know what to tell you, because you're taking on something that's so huge you're going to miss things and or be really inefficient, and maybe that's okay for you as long as it is that you know have at it do it your way. But uh, the wife and I, after graduating school, before starting the career of working forever, took a I think it was an eighteen day road trip, leaving the same area here and going through Oklahoma, and I don't remember all the points of stop now, but I think. Stayed in Colorado, Wyoming, did Yellowstone, Tetons, Montana was a place we were for uh, several days because we had, I'd made friends there while I was in school and stayed with two different families and so forth and so on. Taking in the sights and doing everything in between. And it was on kind of a schedule because we had planned to be where we were, when we were, you know, based on some of these people and their work schedule and things. and. It it worked out great. Um, there was a there was a lot of room for fudge in the schedule, but I see that's the thing I would want to tell somebody like me. And I'm gonna pick, and I I feel, always feel like it's fair game when you're picking on somebody like yourself, so it doesn't feel like you're being judgy. This is me talking to me. Don't resist schedules. Resist a bad schedule, and I think that's right. always been my problem. Schedule. Yeah, like like if you this was going to be the suggestion that I make to you and I'm trying to make to myself. And that is on your off time, if you need eight hours of unstructured, nothing, just budget that in. Just clearly make from this time to this time or this swath of the day, whatever you want to do. And then if there's anything you remotely have to get done or want to get done in that day, either move it around before that divide your goof off time, but you know, don't slide on that because I'm judging myself at the end of every day. It's not necessarily a procedure you can watch me going through, but I do. Like, what did I get done today? And it's not, not in the contest sense, but my own inner scoreboard. I'm like, mm, really got my butt kicked that time. I didn't pay attention to the game clock, and the other team really took advantage of me.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and unfortunately, the other team's me. Right. Yeah, I mean, my, I have such a system, and you know, well, maybe you don't. But I have such a system at work with the amount of stuff that has to be done, um, that I have other people who are in similar positions. I had, I was talking to a girl yesterday for a little while about it, um, giving her advice um, on ways to do things. And she's like, "Man, I'm gonna have to totally revamp how I go in there." I'm like, "Yeah, I've mastered this over the last 15 years." So with, with the amount of workload, so maybe having something during the day. I mean, I do have. It's not totally unstructured. Like I have a good friend of mine who's off on certain days that I'm off. So I know those days are going to be us going bowling or going to go do something else. Um so usually I don't I know that I'm not going to do yard work or maintenance or whatever on those days unless it's something like today where I have take the puppy to the vet here in a little bit. Um I mean I have things planned, but it's not an absolute overly structured thing like work is. So
1: does it bother you at the end of the day or the end of a week oh, or whatever well, to not get stuff yes, done or to be efficient? Uh,
0: yeah, when I'm when I go back to work for a few days, I'm like, God, I got nothing done. And especially when a few of those week weeks um or you know off periods rack up, and it's like, God, I've been meaning to do this since June, and here we are, mm-hmm. February, and that pile of potting soil is still sitting by the garage to the dismay of all my neighbors who voted to not have an HOA, <laughs> um, eyesore. So I need to move that. And man, that trailer I bought for the kayaks, I still haven't painted it to the dismay of all my. Neighbors who voted not to have an HOA and so on and so forth. I'm like, yeah, I need to get that done. And eventually I will, but
1: you know. And I, I had a I need, my to, I need to say, ready?
0: okay, from on this day that I'm off, from these hours, this is solely going to be dedicated towards um doing outside work right and these hours should be dedicated towards inside work because we have a bathroom we started to remodel on when i say we i mean my beautiful loving the best person to ever happen to me wife started about 10 years ago and that's about it we started it progress and we started it and there's no wallpaper um left on the walls which is great i hated the wallpaper but now there's just no wallpaper on the walls just need a good coat of paint well, we did sand it a little bit. um It needs to be sanded. It needs to be spackled. It needs to be primed and then primed again, and then maybe primed a third time. And all the filling work on the wood trim, you know, because it's there's wood trim in, the, in a wet shower, and it's it needs to be sanded and trimmed or replaced. And it's not as easy as it sounds, but we could go about it. Doesn't just, sound easy. We could just go about and if we would just do it, though, we've had plenty of time to do it. We just haven't done it because of. Well the days that we're Life. off we just don't want to do anything. We'd rather go take her little um take the tops out of her car and just go drive up to you know the lake or go up to the mountains or you know go see family here or there or I'll hop on the Harley and go for a ride or you know, we'd just rather do that and that's what we do.
1: That one of the things I've kind of was thinking of well, all right, what are the benefit what's the pros and cons of you know sort of this benefit analysis of having the system not having a system I, I don't know that there is a negative only going back to this where i'm speaking to myself now the s- systems are only bad if it's a bad system because you have a system even if your systems goof off with no pl- no plan your system is just very open there, it's, it is a system it just you remember, is one without structure
0: do you remember the movie honey i shrunk the kids yes Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis' wife left him, I think, in that movie. It could have been another movie because he had too many systems and <laughs> he was boring. Or maybe it was another movie, but it was a Rick Moranis character and his wife left him. I'm pretty sure it was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. It um, was not strange Things." that brew. solar car that would go in a parking garage and wouldn't run. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember her saying, he even has a system for eating pancakes. And the guy was defending himself. He was like, yeah, I have a way that I get... Amount of equal amount of syrup on the top and the bottom, and I was like, well, I kind of feel like that guy. See, I remember that that uh, affected me even as a kid. I was like, Well, I kind of have a lot of systems. Like I'm that way too. Like I pour my cereal a certain way, like the milk around it, like in a swirl, so I get milk on all the pieces, not just the center. <laughs> and the center is mushy, and the edges are crunchy. I don't like that. I want it to be all kind of homogenous.
1: I don't guess it, when I really looked at myself, <laughs> thinking I was kind of anti-system or whatever, which I'm clearly not, because I have my own. Uh, I was just one, I didn't like, quote, bad systems, and two, I really don't like people who think their system is the best system in the world, and it might be, but just realize some there's usually more than one way to skin a cat, and I don't know why we ever wanted to skin cats, but clearly there's more way to, than one to do it, because we've all talked about it many times. There maybe might it like even be, cats. maybe, there might be a more efficient way, but if you're comparing two people's systems... And one is going to be more efficient. It's just like when you're comparing scores or how tall is somebody or whatever. If it's not that big of a difference, your mental cost is also worth something.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I'd be willing to bet. You're a very efficient person, but I'd be willing to bet there's something you do that there might be, quote, a more efficient way to do it. But the mental friction that you get out of doing it the other way is just not worth the cost in the end. Because to me, that's where my end product of this is to try to reduce my cost of the day. And by cost, I mean, that could be dollars. Like you were talking about, yeah. you know, overbuilding something so that it doesn't tear up down the road. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, but also if it's, if there's so much friction and just whatever, I'm averse to it involved, it's ceased to be a better system now. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. And even just, even
1: just because of me, because one size does not fit all.
0: That's true. But I'm open to learning new ways About how to do things. Like, I like to learn how to do things the best. But when I go about doing something, I find myself being kind of like Rick Moranis and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I have a way to do it. Like, I plan it out in my mind before I go, like, even cutting the grass. Like, I don't haphazardly just go out there and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. I have a system in my head on how I'm going to get around this yard the best way without spending the X amount of time behind the mower or on the mower, depending on which one I'm using that day. Or like grilling steak. Like, I, you know just watched my dad doing it growing up or older adults and just kind of did it like they did. Well, I got online now recently with the, you know, advent of YouTube and I watched how professionals do it and how people who make excellent looking food do it. And I've kind of adopted their ways. And I'm like, wow, this really does work. Like, wow. Okay. This works. So yeah, you just do it. Just you only turn your steak one time, flip it one time. Now you do, I do turn mine like a uh, 90 degrees, you know, to get the grill marks across. Don't know if that Matters in flavor, but it does matter in the way it looks. And i found that that's an excellent way to cook a steak, or you know, when I'm on the smoker and I cook ribs or whatever, whatever recipe I have found, I've found better ways to do it. And I have found that probably cooking more than anything else, you can't get people to change their ways. Like they will not do it any other way than the way that they have always done it. Especially the older the person is, and especially it's probably a reflection of
1: how long they've also done it.
0: I trying to show like people how like, it, it, you know, I don't have any, like if you want to grill it that way, that's fine. But let me, they will not let you show them a different way. I don't know if that's a pride thing or, or what it is necessarily, but when there's a better way, just learn, just, just listen to somebody and say, maybe it is, this is a better way. Now, by the same token, I have people approach me, especially with things that I know are being done the right way. i um, whether it's at work or wherever, and I have tried their way before and it has failed. And I'm been labeled sometimes as resistant to change <laughs> on stuff like that. And it's like, no, I just know that this way is better. And here are the reasons. And then they're like, oh, you always have a reason why we can't do this. I'm like, no, I will happily do it your way, but you're gonna see it's gonna have these effects later on down. You're gonna have these snowball effects or butterfly effect on everything else that needs to be done. And You're going to see that this way it has to be done this way or it's going to affect other things so i know what i'm doing when it comes to this and then you know also here recently even with my long tested proven um um results that i've had with things at the workplace i've had to adjust because of the way things have changed um, and I've had to find new ways to do things. And in fact, there was a different way to do it that now was better, but wasn't necessarily better before, but now it is better because of X, Y, and Z has changed. The, 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 um, the, uh, factors or what's it called? The variables have changed. So now you have to change your process. So you should always be open to change, but at the same time, if you think your way is better and you've given another way a chance and just tell people say, no, I've done it this way and this is how I like it. Don't be one of these people who are like, no. I grill my I, I grill my ribs fast and hot because because it's just better. I like it better. You can't tell me you like chewing and gnawing meat off the bone and then chew it like bubble gum for ten minutes rather than you know meat that pulls right off. Doing it a better way, like just don't be that way. Don't be that way. Listen, I have found without. with food
1: there there there's a lot of universals with food, but it will surprise you as to and you probably already encountered these that. A universal truth about ribs, for example, may not necessarily be the case for somebody. Like, what seems illogical to you might be exactly what somebody wants. And then they and they might genuinely be stubborn, but some people's way of things or their end product for the way it's cooked mm-hmm. is like, I don't know many people that would want to eat that, but in fact, that's the way that person prefers it. Right. And yeah. thinks well, that everybody should eat it that way, and I'm like, eh.
0: That's true, and I I rendered that as well. But this this, this specific example, well done, I'm being now, my example. Uh, like, I, I we'll go to a let's say we go to a a restaurant and order ribs, and we'll both agree, man, these ribs are fantastic. These ribs are mm-hmm. great. So okay, to cook these ribs, you have to do it low and slow. It takes several hours. You may need to wrap them. You'll need to baste them. You'll need to do all these things to cook it that way. Cooking them for an hour on your grill fast and hot will not give you those ribs so if you want those ribs that we just agree with the best ever cooking them the way you cook them will not give you those results now i will say cooking them um fast and hot is a way i do like them it's just different it's more like a pork chop when you do it that way and you have to you slice them and they are good and it gives you more of a um (coughs) more of a savory uh worcestershire flavor of pork rather than the sweet sticky uh, chewy or you know not chewy but um tacky version that you'd get at smoking ribs right so that, that was a specific example but you're right there are people who want to eat it a certain way and just won't ever try anything different it's, uh, that's annoying but that's another that's not necessarily about process other than the fact they won't change the way they cook to improve to get the the results they want it's like they still keep doing it the certain way and still keep sucking so stop doing it
1: I don't think everybody understands each other in that. I, I'm I'm just speaking in general to what we're talking about that because I'm often amazed by the, like you said, you have this thing cooking or whatever you want to talk about. There's a way to do it that's maybe universally agreed upon because you look at restaurants, which arguably a lot of them are going to probably cook better than your average person. Now, you might be able to outdo some, and I'm not talking about fast food, but you know what I mean. Like, if we're talking about ribs, I'm talking about rib places. There's a yeah. chance that they do better than most of all of us. Now, there's all kinds of great people out there in the regular Joe world that have perfected the way they want it. I'm not speaking against right. them, but just in general grillers, for example.
0: Yeah, I knew what you meant a second ago. And I was just saying another example.
1: That no, no, no. But then if, if they're just resistant to wanting to learn that, one thing else I've come up with is to why you're resistant to that. I think the the uh, mental stretching that we have to do to learn things and or, and including undoing things because you're having to do two things for this case because you've got that muscle memory of the goobery way that you've always done it so I'm having to undo that and I'm having to do that taxes people. Now that might sound goofy But I think that's a large part to why people are resistant. I think that's why we're all resistant to change in general is because there is an energy expenditure here that's like, oh, no, there's another cost. And I think they are staring at that and not looking at, okay, yes, this is this is a cost, but here's the outcome. Because some people, and I'm sure I've been this way at some point in time, the cost, it doesn't matter what the outcome is. The cost is just, I ah, know, no, that's just insane. It doesn't matter what the outcome is. Whereas some people are like, no matter what the cost, this outcome I can get, yes, I will sign my house over. It's like, whoa, either <laughs> one is probably a bad way to live.
0: It's funny you say like unlearning bad things, because I even have a system for not necessarily a system, but I have a way or a process of learning new things. And some some people, it drives them crazy, and to others, uh, you know, maybe they agree with me. It's much harder to unlearn a bad thing than to learn it correctly from the beginning. Um, the, the biggest or the most recent example I can give of that right now in my current life is I have started going bowling very frequently. And I've always, you know, used a house ball and just bowl like everyone else just for fun, slink it down the aisle and Hope it gets, you know, a strike or as many pins as you can knock down. Well, I've been going pretty regularly now um, with some friends from work for a couple of months. And I decided, I was like, well, if we're going to keep doing this and it's just not a something every now and then, we're going to kind of do it every all the time. I want to learn how to do it like the pros do it. Or, you know, I want to learn how to do it in a way where I can get my score as high as possible because I enjoy improving and I enjoy learning and I enjoy succeeding at goals. So I want to learn how to do this the quote, quote, right way. Now, there are different right ways, but everyone universally agrees that using a house ball and just bowling it straight down the middle is not the right way if you want a score, your average, to be anywhere above 130 on the regular. So, I went and got my own ball, had a pro shop drill, you know, do a fingertip drill, and I'm trying to learn how to throw it with the curve, the traditional way. now Nowadays, some people are bowling with two hands, the professionals. But I'm doing it just the old school professional way with a, one hand and a hook. And... The people I were going with, some of them started doing that also. We all were kind of like half of us were like, "Yeah, we'll start doing this." And some of them were like, "Nah, we're just doing this for fun." I'm like, "Well, I'm just doing it for fun too. I'm not going to join a league or anything, although maybe I might want to." But with you know our work schedule, I probably never would be able to. It's like, I just don't. You want to get good? Like they're always because they're always like, "Ha ha, beat you!" And so and so won. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, if you learn how to do it the right way, you'll more consistently win. And doesn't it feel good when you get a strike? So I'm learning how to do it the right way, and my score went from averaging probably around 130, which is typical for regular straight bowling to when I first started trying it. Like I was lucky if I got 50, you know, like knocked down half the pins Um, because, you know, trying to learn a whole new way of doing it is really difficult. But now that I've been doing it a couple of weeks now, um, my average is well over 100. It's not quite, you know, above 130 where it was, but I'm trying to learn it the right way rather than learn it the wrong way and undo it, have to undo it later, which would mean you'd start all over again. And some people are just like, no, I don't know what you can just just roll their eyes at you. It's like, well, I'm just trying to get better. I'm like, well, this is just for fun. Well, that will be for fun, and I will enjoy it more when I'm beating you in a year, all the time, <laughs> than right now, to where we're you know barely doing. And that goes the same for anything. Like, no matter what I'm trying to do, like I want to learn how to do it correctly. Like when I, before I got into uh, kayaking and fishing as much as I do now, I wanted to learn how to cast properly and how the, what the proper paddle stroke was and you know stuff like that so i'm not as worn out by the end of the day and it's paid off and like i like to learn how to um fish properly in the right areas and and what to throw when and learn all of that i've yet to really master that because that takes a lifetime probably um, but i have learned some tricks to where you can kind of fish in any condition and i've been a lot more successful than i ever have ever in my life because before i would just pick a bait throw it and reel it all in the same i had no idea that soft plastics like worms and things like that, you're supposed to lay on the bottom and just kind of bounce it on the bottom. I thought everything was like a a chuck Chuck and and wind. wind. Yeah, I thought everything was that way when I was a kid. That's why I never caught any fish, and no one ever taught me otherwise. So that's how I fished. And so now that I know that if you're gonna chuck and wind, you know, you use a um, spinnerbait or something like that. Something
2: designed
1: to swim.
0: Right, and yeah, something like that. Or if you want to fish slow waters. So we're trying to do those things, and we're catching a lot more fish, and it's a lot more fun. Had you You ever seen anybody
1: use, I don't remember if it was a worm or a lizard, I had that day you and I were kayaking, and we got lucky enough that I had my trusty little bass right there at that place where we pulled off so I could give you a demo of that, which that didn't happen in a million years, but it was great that day because I think Mm -hmm. it, one, showed soft plastics work. I don't find them as exciting because I'm not moving as much, but it is more exciting. It's kind of like scores in a game to me. Uh, to a point scoring is kind of what we all want Mm -hmm. but too much scoring is almost annoying that's where i've actually learned to appreciate hockey and soccer because to me they're the same thing and i don't want a purist of either one of those (laughs) 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 but it's just in the general concept neither one of those are high scoring games and it's difficult to score. Those are two yeah. truths amongst both those things. That's just what they are. Mm-hmm. And there's a reward that you get when you have, the, it's kind of like the uh, delaying gratification, uh, which mm-hmm. we can talk, that, that'd yeah. be something fun to talk about something Fishing with
0: soft plastics is that way.
1: For yeah. sure, because you're like, not you're slow, getting as many opportunities. Waiting.
0: Yeah, you're waiting, and you have to know. You have to learn to feel. Is that a bite? Was that a bite? Oh, Whereas man. Chuck and you're Wine, just me and... one to go now. We need to, about another month or
1: two. We needed to get uh, <laughs> well, my little time, man to go. Yeah.
0: In spring, yeah, we can go. And that's something I've also enjoyed. Like all I ever knew about fishing growing up was going to the lake. You can't see the bottom. You just either use live <sighs> bait or man, that's whatever. So hard. You get a bite, and then you might catch three fish a day. These little rivers and small waters that we do, we don't catch a lot of whoppers. Now, some are, but they're so clear and clear and beautiful. You can see the fish sometimes, and just a lot more. The, the fishing is just so much better than big lakes. Like, now I enjoy it a lot more because I did research and realized, hey, the kind of fishing I want to do will allow me to go kayaking, see pretty landscapes, do some challenging rapids. And when it's not rapids, or when I say rapids, I don't mean, like, Olympic But there'll be time to sit and fish, to pass the time in the slower waters. And all those things together sound fantastic. So, because I did some research and my process was to try to learn about what I want to do rather than just to go, okay, this is my idea of what you're supposed to do. Go and do it. Um, It's been more enjoyable. So Sometimes,
1: and I'm just saying this, not for you, but for anybody that might, you know, talk to you or I or listen and say, well, I'm into meaning the idea of X, Y, or Z something that we may know something about or not even us, but just something they're talking to somebody who knows how to do something. I have a little bit of this, but not to the detriment, but some people get lost in analysis paralysis. And in those instances, I'll say you got to stop worrying about how to do all these pre-flight checks for fishing. Correct. And just go. But but okay, well study it for six months, uh, and then fishing season's gone. What are you going to do then? Well, I've mastered all the. Yeah, I get that, and so the, I'm not speaking to you because it didn't stop you going. But do right. you know people or that pick are so you, academic
0: yeah. that yeah, they I'm, let that go I'm that way with sometimes. Yeah, I'm that way with sometimes. Yeah, no, not to the nth, but sometimes it stops me from doing anything because I don't want to go do it wrong. Um, so I won't go do it at all. Whereas I could have just like, I've never taken my car to a track and I've always wanted to do that, but I want to do it right. And there's no really way to learn how to do it without going and doing it and have someone teach you. Right. But I've still been kind of scared to do it because you're not talking about missing fish. You're talking about wrecking a $40,000 object, you know, and all the problems that will come with that if you do it incorrectly. Um, so I've never done that because I've been hesitant because I don't know exactly how, but yeah, I know people who they don't live their life because they're afraid, um, they haven't got the yeah. right scenario. Yeah, or something. That's, Probably can do a part B of this. I think.
2: I
1: think as well because that's that's so unfortunate, and I think there's a lot of people now. There's the lot that are the opposite of that. Uh, a really good friend of mine who's not with us anymore, but he, he was known for being quoted as saying, "Ready, shoot, aim." <laughs> and 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 it did not. It was not detrimental to his career or social or anything like that, you know, to some degree, people say, well, that's just reckless. Well, it's, it can look that way to the academic person, to the one who wants to study it to death. But sometimes you just got to get in and start getting dirty. Like you may, you may not get that cast the right the first time, but you have to keep going to get better. And yeah,
0: as far as the initial coefficient of friction on doing something, you just have to try it. Like you'll never learn how you can watch as many bowling videos as you want. But until you get out there and you have about seven terrible games and you finally start figuring out how to keep the ball out of the gutter, then then once you figure out how to do that, you can move on to the finite things. And so, yeah, it's the same with fishing. Like, and I
1: think this is going to get worse because I think there's so many awesome platforms for learning things now, videos, forums, whatever that is, that it will create all kinds of learning opportunities, which I think is fantastic. But I think it's also going to create, for those stuck in neutral people, just a bombardment of information when, in fact, you can only learn so much without t- – I mean, you can watch videos all day long about how to take your dryer apart, and you may memorize them. But if you haven't undone the first screw, you're no closer to getting that dryer fixed, even though That's you right. might have memorized the video. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You want to put a pin in it and do some more talking after I get back from the vet or?
1: Today is about to get pretty fast and furious. I would just call it a a part B for yet to come, but to uh, keep up with what I hope is something that we try to do at different times in our own efficiencies is put put bows on things. I would say the things I have learned and just thinking more about this specifically and looking at kind of my quote downtime, one thing. A system will make you more efficient. That's kind of what we always think about when we're talking about systems. That's kind of a given. But I think the other thing is it keeps you accountable and so things don't go through the crack. Like you don't forget certain things that may not be big deals because the big deals are usually always remembered. But you're going to kind of have everything on your to-do list if you live by systems. With that being said, I think it's important that you live by a system that works but that you are comfortable with. Because if you're not comfortable with it, you're just going to quit doing it. And then what's the point of it at all?
0: Yeah, don't let it be crippling and don't let it be an overzealous nope. process.
1: And and just, I would want to... Set attainable re- goals if you're going to set goals. That's sure. part of your process. Is and, that, attainable I, goal. and that's what mine are. Is my goal is to reduce the amount of friction that I feel with XYZ processes of work, wherever that work may be. That does not mean doing something the easiest way. It, you know, if there's... Ten joules of energy that have to be put into the pushing of this, quote, object called my project. It's not meaning I'm looking for something that's going to enable me to do it with eight joules because we've already defined 10 as the minimum. What it means is I don't have 12 and 15 joules of energy tied up in this because I have gotten frustrated or I didn't have it planned out. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, Sometimes I'm guilty of this, so I just assume others could be as well. We're doing efficiency studies. We're trying to find ways to do the things we always do in work or home more efficiently. Well, odds are things are just the way they are. That's just the way you mow the grass or you do this or do that. The efficiency is just built up in what I'll just call the fuzz that's around the task and cutting that out and not getting lost or wrapped up in it and thinking, do I have gas for the lawnmower? Do I have gas in my car before I go to work today and create a bunch of extra jewels of frustration when I'm having to call somebody else at work to come get me? Yeah.
0: Well, my process right now is not letting me talk another minute. I have to get ready and take him so I'm not late because I have to do some prep work on him. So,
1: get the work done for the doggy.
0: i got to go do it. Um, there's more to be said about this, though, for sure. So, we might could do even wrap it up a little bit better uh, or just talk more about it because there are some other things I wanted to mention about processes in general. But you kind of discovered a lot of it just now, just in general. But either way, I've got to go now and uh, I can. Uh, give you a ring later or maybe just put a pin out for a future when you find. Well, it'll always be later about.
1: it doesn't matter when it is for everybody else right. <laughs> it's the beauty of the all recording right. all right we'll talk catch you later
0: see y'all next time bye all right fresh back from the vet adventure that wasn't too bad did dog he check out okay good. yeah just some wound dressing uh about 10 minutes worth of bandage change it was about 50 bucks so, back to what we were talking about Yeah, It here. all ends up. <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad he's healthy. I guess he's worth $50 added to the other 2000 for the surgery That you know. Mm. Did you get a patho report? Um, It's sent off. It okay. will be back. I think they're saying now it's like taking 10 days. I guess the patho lab's backed up. Uh, hmm. I just wanted to add, <clears throat> now that we're back to, this will be tied in or it'll be a part B. Probably tied in. Systems and efficiencies. Um, I think it can tie in, or we're talking about tying in, to your systems. Like We talked about um, being late or tardy on another mm-hmm. show, and I think those people, of course, there were different versions of being late, but there are people who are late systemically every day at work. I don't think they have a system in place, or their system in place is to get them there five minutes after. I think they could maybe tweak that process or system. Um, to help them out. But what I really wanted to to talk about a little bit more than what I, what I did was how I develop a system, and and why I have it in the first place. And the system and the process, or the uh, what whatever you want to call it, is there so I can be efficient and so I can just live my life on not necessarily cruise control because it's adjustable. Um, maybe it's like adaptive cruise control for those car people out there. you don't have to really think about it you just do your system it becomes you know muscle memory Um, but i build it based on i have a foundation like there's so many there's something i want to accomplish i have to do this every day so how can i do that without forgetting the pieces of the puzzle that i need to do those things so i'll build a foundation okay what do i need to do what do i need to get done I have to get all these things done okay when is the best time to get those done or what do I have to do to get out the door properly or what needs to be done to make sure when I'm ready to cut the grass, the grass is cut. It, I can cut it without having to go to the um, store and get gas for the mower or, or whatever. I just take all of those things into account. And I think what's the best way, what is it, what is it worth to me to set up a system for this? And is it is it enough to where I need a system, or is it okay just to run out of gas every now and then and go get <laughs> gas for the more when you need it? Which, you know, if it's if it's January or, or or October, you probably don't need a gallon of gas sitting in the garage because um, it may not be good by the time grass starts growing again in March, which we have already cut the grass here for spring. First time, I don't know about you.
1: I'm letting the onions grow a little bit more.
0: Mm. We didn't have onions this year, but boy, we got the weeds. I mean, my, my yard is a weed farm anyway. So maybe I need to get a true green to set up a system or whoever. Have You ever used any of those?
1: (laughs) Yes. And it works. And it looked like a giant emerald. That being my yard. It it was spectacular, but just like exercise for your body. As soon as I decided, "Eh, I'm not going to pay this anymore or I'll do it myself. Mm -hmm. And you get to where I'm at now.
0: Well, I've never paid it because I always thought I can sprinkle down some of that stuff, but uh, it's just Just a matter of getting it done. I may just pay someone to do it. What do you think it costs? 20 bucks a month? 50 uh, bucks a month?
1: Um, it's more than 20, if I remember right.
0: See, that's... When you get above 20, it's kind of like, hmm, for green grass. Although, I do hate a nasty little one. Anyway. But, so I'll put those systems in place, and if they're worth it, then I'll create one. And I don't just create one to solve an acute problem, although you could. It, it takes a lot of things into account, and so... Yeah, you have a way you cook waffles, and a way you grill a steak, and a way you smoke some ribs, and a way you throw a throw a fishing lure. Those are a little different than setting up life systems. And nobody here is saying that either one of us are good life coaches or, or should be, but, but I think the question you asked me, the deeper question is, do you have systems for things like that, like a kind of like a life coach for yourself, or a, to have to prevent having a life coach? I think all you really have to do is look at things from all perspectives and say. I'm not getting to work on time, or I'm always behind paying this bill or paying that bill. maybe just set up a set up a process to that that helps you. Um, once upon a time, I listened to Dave Ramsey a lot, and some of his financial um, advice, which I never took, was to set up the envelope system where you um, you have so much money that you can spend right. on recreation out of envelopes, and once you spend that, so that's it. Yep. And the rest has to go to bills or savings or whatever it is you're doing, or in his case, pay off debt. Um, and I'm not advocating him. I'm just saying a system is a system. It doesn't necessarily have to be Dave Ramsey's system. Um, I found my own system and just went about doing that. I mean, everybody, everybody, no matter, you could have the same exact job, went to the same exact school and everybody's financial situations and bills and expenditures are going to be different, drastically different. Um, so you need to find something that works for you. I just, just think through it. Don't just if you're gonna build a system or have one, my advice would be if you want advice, would be just to look at all the variables and look at things for a little bit before you just throw the system together and build a foundation. Like don't have just just one single um, answer that's just to do this to fix this. You know, think about it. well, how's that gonna affect this or that and those to me, when I have done that? a system to develop a process or a system um, have been more successful. And I'm not saying I sat down and figured all of this out. These Some of these things just formed naturally, and it just became a system. I just started doing this, and then the whole thing works together like a machine. So one system leads into another, leads into another, and leads into another. And it's not so stringent or strict that I can't have a regular life. Like, no, today I do this, and tomorrow I do that. And, oh, gosh, because of my system, now I can't. Stop, I don't have time to stop and get gas on the way to work. Yeah, there's enough time I can, I usually have built in where I, I can do that. Though, if it's raining, I'm going to drive a little slower. So <laughs> maybe I'll be a little late to work, but that's rare. But yeah, I think you get the gist of what I'm saying with 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 the systems going together.
1: I think a, a good experiment or life moment, not necessarily an experiment, it's just something that's done, is if you take on something temporary. So that means you're not doing this forever. That requires time, which is what all of this is about, and maybe a rearrangement of some of your other systems. One of the things that you will find is it's what you already know, and that is that that can be difficult. And the other is you have a lot more time than you realize. And I know everybody's day is so full. I say the same thing. And that is true, but it can't be true absolutely for everybody. There's something that's missing there. I don't know if it's the inability to track goof off time or the inability to, you know, really measure how long it takes to get to and from work. I don't know. But
0: how much time are you staring at that phone when you could be doing something else? Right.
1: But if you, the the easiest examples are the, the ones to give are the ones that I have lived, and I'm not trying to say anybody has to do these or these are what everybody should do, but. A marathon, a triathlon, something that is going to require training makes me have to dedicate time to that. And in the three years I was doing Ironman, it was a time crunch because that's, I mean, you got a 100-mile bike ride after you've worked your entire shift. Well, that's six hours that you're on a bicycle. Now, that's not every weekend. That's the extreme version of that. But there are weeks where I had 19 hours tied up in training. I'm not saying that's how you should live, and I'm not even saying that week is, quote, healthy. But what I saw out of being in that whole process and not the extreme points of it is you've got a lot more time than you really allow yourself. It's what you do with it and how you kind of move things around or allow this or allow that. No one should live booked every second of their life in any extreme way that causes grief, strain on the family, anything like that. But I think every person could probably benefit from living their life with a shade more discipline on their time schedule. Some may be more than that. But it it's uh, it anything that makes me mad. It just kind of makes me laugh inside so when I hear people say, I, I just couldn't be any busier. Or, no, no, no. And I, I see their life at a glance. And that's all I have, of course. I think mm, there's probably more there than you realize.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about you, but. I get annoyed when I hear people say how busy they are for this, that, or the other. And I'm like, mm, I know you are. I know you're busy. But I think you could find time for this or that if you wanted to.
1: Mm-hmm. The reward is not worth it is essentially the right. end result. Now, that doesn't mean I don't, some, most things in life are not real simple. And I hear people sometimes say, well... So-and-so never set the time up, so they don't really want to do that. No, I believe there are things that people really want to do. They really want to say they have run a marathon at some point in their life. But getting started's pretty big energy load. It's actually a lot more than the continuing. It's the old uh, analogy to uh, a flywheel, which we all had in physics. It takes so much more energy to get that thing going than it does to keep it going and or inertia when we talk about you know life life in motion or the object in motion whatever it is it's that change that takes the biggest grunt and that's what we're the most resistant to
0: this could get easily um tangentized. i don't know if that's a word but go off into a tangent of goal setting and
1: one could say we're um, tangio prone
0: yes well, i mean i think anyone who has a wandering or a curious mind um, would be that way, but the value, and we've talked about this in previous, um, explorations, the value of something really is what makes people put the time in like, I've always wanted to do that. Or I've always wanted to do this. I can say I've never wanted to run a marathon. I can't think of a worse punishment though. As I get older, I'm like, well, it will be nice to know that you were in good enough shape to do that. But I don't know at any point in my life I ever was or ever will be, but there are other things I, I wouldn't mind doing.
1: White water kayaking.
0: Oh, yeah, I would love to be able to do that. Um, But one that is attainable that we're going to try to do before we get in our 50s or late 40s, like some people I know, um, is ride our motorcycles to the beach. When I say we, I mean my motorcycle buddies. So we're going to try to do it. I'm just going to hop on that sucker and ride it down there. Um, I have a plan for trying to get some miles under my rear end to get my iron butt um, built up. No matter what seat you put on there and what shocks you've ordered, which I've I've replaced both uh, to make it better, you still really just need to be on it and Mm -hmm. just get some endurance on your hiney. So, I mean, I have a plan for that. I'm going to try to ride as much as I can between now and then. And then get it done. And then once it's done, it'll be nice. Of course, what I'm afraid is going to happen is I'll get down there and then... I would be like, screw this motorcycle. I'm not riding it back.
1: <laughs> What's it going to cost uh, to haul this thing back?
0: Am I going to ship this home, or am I going to rent a car and a trailer that can pull it and pull it home? How and much can case, I charge
1: you to bring a trailer to where you're going to be?
0: Because most beaches, uh can get me a $69 Southwest plane ticket to anywhere. And I'd say I, w- I would be surprised if it was more than a couple hundred dollars to have that motorcycle shipped from the beach. <laughs> but the plan is to not do that. But We'll see how it goes. And, of course, if it's going to rain, the backup contingency is just to drive. Just a four-wheel vehicle.
1: And you will have rain the closer you get. There's not a day yeah, that, be a- that it goes by that there's no rain there.
0: There will be rain, but I'm not going to go if it's going to be a rainy weekend. I'm not just... Riding the brain on the motorcycle is not fun. And it's not because you're getting wet. That's not fun. It's because you're afraid you're going to wreck constantly.
1: Not fun. So, I would say the bicycle is the same way.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, especially... It's
1: not the, fun. It's way more dangerous. Even if there was not a car for 100 miles, those, those tires just do not grip well when it's wet.
0: I figured. Um, why are the tires so thin on bikes like that? Is it because of friction? Hmm speed go faster i mean if you compare
1: like a road bike to a mountain bike you get a whole lot of stuff that de- just doesn't have to be there just heavy mm, i mean it, and causes i mean literally it's cutting through the wind as you're going you know it's just part of your profile so it's also eating the, even if you had one manufactured to be uh say as lightweight as the thinner smaller one for magic of physics or whatever it's still a bigger uh Width, So it's having, it's eating more wind as you cut through everything. You just need to think about aerodynamics to the nth degree. If you want to think about road bikes and triathlon bikes, cause that's never had a them.
0: 10 speed per sweat per se. But I remember I'm old enough to wear a 10 speed was like the bike you graduated to <laughs> Big deal. Your Huffy. Like you got one and it was, you know, whatever. So I remember people had them and they were around, but by the time I was old enough to get a bike that needed gears, of course, mountain bikes had taken off and it was 18 and 21 speed mountain bikes. So that's what I got. But I did have an old 10 speed. That was my grandfather's. And I remember getting it and riding it just to see what it was like. And I thought, this is horrible. Hmm. This is the worst bicycle invented. You couldn't ride it through the dirt hardly. Hmm. And if you went off the curb too hard, goodbye to that wheel. And the, the sitting position, of course, was like, you know, for like you're saying, aerodynamic. So it was not fun. So I remember I rode that for a few days and then was like, all right, hanging this back up in the garage, and I think it hung up into the garage until it got taken to the dump or given to the bicycle man. Does every community have a bicycle man? I think they do. I don't
1: know where the bicycle man is here. There may be one.
0: They'll take them all and fix them up and give them to either needy kids or sell them or whatever. But that's why we're always taking to the bicycle man.
1: It's uh, your system and how it is your... I don't know. I look at this from the front end. So before you you deep dive in this said person, it would be what what do you plan to achieve by either tweaking the systems you already have or adding systems to your life that doesn't seem to have them, which really boggles my mind. But just remember what it is you're wanting to get. And for me, that is loss of energy. I want to reduce my energy loss by the end of the day and accomplish as much as I can. Which may sound, I don't know, very type A, but I don't necessarily mean it to be that way. But I don't want to uh, find myself just getting kind of lost in the, well, what do I need to do? To mo- like you said, do I even have gas? You know, have yourself organ. Be- it's just a way to be more organized.
0: Definitely. The the like you said earlier though, the other problem is. Once you get set in your way, your system is hard to change. But if people are looking, I have friends who are always looking for quick answers and quick fixes to their life. And it's like, well, all you really got to do is just put something in place to prevent the things you don't like. Like, uh, and all things are easier said than done. So people are like, Mm -hmm. it's easier said than done. Yeah, well, everything's easier said than done unless you can't speak or, you know what I mean, something like that. Mm -hmm. But I tell my wife, I was like, well. Don't buy the cereal and milk if we don't want to eat it. If we think it's bad, just don't get it, and we won't have it. You know, don't buy the sodas, and I won't drink them. Don't get the sour patch kids, and you won't eat them. Some things do
1: have somewhat simple answers, but there are. I will also say this: there are very few simple answers to life's problems and situations. There, there might be simple implementations, but. Rarely do I find, because it, I feel like this is a politician's speech, if someone's telling me, oh, that's easy, blah, blah, blah. Well, wh- if whatever was easy, it probably wouldn't even be a problem, right?
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, Can you not just stop exactly. cocaine?
1: Just stop it. <laughs> it's that easy. Just stop it. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, just hey, them if you don't buy the cocaine when you get your milk and cereal, you're not going to do it. It's that easy.
0: It's on all three <laughs> They had their way in Colorado. They're like the Colorado <laughs> ones. Hey. Bill Nile too. I guess who's back? Mr. Dove and his or her lover.
1: Uh-oh. Oh, they're not flying solo. Nope. The Estranged has returned.
0: They're not in the Rock City birdhouse though. They are. It's too big. Oh, that is they're they're too down. big. Yeah, they're way too big.
1: If you see him out there with a saw or a chisel and a hammer, <laughs> he's trying to make his way in. But I don't I don't see uh a dove ever fitting in. I don't know that I've ever seen a dove in anything other than they're perched wherever they're perched. I assume they make nests.
0: I wonder if they do. I guess they do. I always see them on top of roofs or uh, power lines or on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, well, anything else to add to it that you can think of? I mean, I think we've covered most of the stuff. No, other than I
1: think everybody... And
0: don't. If you do want to set up a system, don't set up a system. I think we said this earlier, but don't set up a system that's you're not going to follow. I mean, wasting everybody's yeah, yeah, time. Yeah,
1: it's your it's life. Great. It needs to be... You know, don't cook your steak the way Eddie likes it. Cook the way you like the taste of it. Right. You might choose someone else's uh, mechanisms to get to that. Maybe you're, that was the whole, your whole point was it's your system of getting the food prepared is not correct or inefficient. Mm-hmm. To try it another way, you might be surprised at the outcome.
0: Right. Now, if you like something a certain way, and that whole conversation we had earlier, if you like it a certain way, that's fine. I was referring to when people want to do it a certain way and they keep doing it wrong or they're... They can't get better results because they're not changing the method. So it's like, well, maybe the other method's better.
1: And that's painful to watch happen when you see people get frustrated about X, Y, or Z. And it's like, well, you you probably should have went to bed earlier because mm-hmm. you stayed up late. Now you can't get up or you didn't get up. You ignored your alarm or what have you. And you're coming in sideways to work. This, is, this goes back to a basic system in that late conversation we had that, I just don't think the majority of people properly can estimate time. Not that do. I don't think they can. I think you you do an experiment, as I read in one of those articles, of 60 seconds, and you tell me, I'm going to hit start, and I want you to tell me when 60 seconds is over, the majority of those people said it at 74 seconds, or average of 74 seconds. Well, you multiply that out times, you know, you know washing and drying your hair and all these other things there's a whole lot of error built into what their minutes versus actual minutes are. Same with drive time.
0: Yep. Those things don't necessarily change. I mean flux, but they don't change.
1: But if you're in your mind though, all you remember is that one time that you did and it was 12 minutes. Well, that was a weird day that you hit every light correct and nobody was around. It ain't ever a 12 minute drive when there's other humans waking on the road.
0: If that's how people are, I'm even more ashamed of the world. Because if you can't adjust your thinking to realize that, just because you learned it the way that way the first time, you can't adapt, and we're more doomed than I thought.
1: I uh, that's my vote for how tardiness continues.
0: <laughs> and it definitely doesn't change much, and I mean, there's a I've only of, seen it change when you get care. on people's rear end, and then it changes.
2: Yeah,
1: and then there's some t- there's some people that that's just not I just it's not going to work. Because there's other, I don't know, deficiencies built in. You, you do see change very rarely, I think, after some sort of negative impact,
0: but not a lot. No, it definitely has to have teeth. <clears throat> they need to adjust their system, though. That's for sure.
1: And there's repetition. I don't remember. I think it was a CE I'd done on uh, smoking cessation that the average number have you read or heard this recently that the average number of quit times that has to happen for it to take about like Oh uh, no 41 <laughs> now, now you you're immediately going to go where i did and everybody does when i say this or they read it and that is well, well that's just crazy no 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 in the life of a person who's been smoking not here at the end 41 times t- tied together they're just saying over the course That's how many, you think about, oh, if you know anybody that does that, you know, yeah, because there was that time when they were in their 30s, they had this, oh, yeah, I'm going to quit this thing, and then then that failed, and they went back, and then later, and then later. Well, if you add up all these little weekends where they said they were going to quit or whatever, it's supposedly an average of 41. Wow. And I think that's useful to know for if a person has not made a lot of attempts, don't get shattered if this doesn't work. Which was, I think, the point that they them putting that in the study, and the fact that that's just how powerful this is. So you can change; Always it still, may take more than one attempt.
0: Right. You definitely need to have an idea set up for something that grandiose too. What I had heard about smoking, not that it has anything to do with systems, although putting in a thing in place was the biggest thing is people actually wanting to quit. Like they want to quit; Absolutely. they're not just doing it begrudgingly. Yep. Like whatever, all of them, whether it's the gum, the patches. Um, uh, prescription drugs, whatever, the most successful was somebody who was doing it because they wanted to, not because they thought they needed to. Right.
1: That's what I tell people when they've approached me. I say, uh, I asked a few questions that kind of get around to what you just said. And that is, is this what they want? And, or another way it's phrased is like, either they say this exactly or some, something thereabouts is they wish to, or want to be a non-smoker because yeah. if that's not where their mind's at, this is a, this is one of the 41. This is not the last one. Because you're not ready to do that.
0: <laughs> you get your system in place to quit your smoking, because it's good for you yeah. to not do that. I need to get a system in place not to go to Taco Bell.
2: Mm, or I think that or... system's
1: built into itself.
0: <laughs> no, if that's the case, I wouldn't be going for these crawfish. I'm going to get this afternoon. Oh, it's crawfish season, people. I don't know when this is going to be published, but during recording... <laughs> It is crawfish season, and I'm one happy. Are you having it today, or is that yep. tomorrow? Okay, gonna have it today. Hopefully, if not tomorrow either, so or both. But hopefully, here in just twenty or thirty minutes.
1: Doing it yourself or going to get it somewhere?
0: I'm gonna go get it. I have done it myself. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Um, I just my turkey fryer slash seafood boiler slash whatever it is outdoor cooking propane device. Is no longer functional, so I'll just let them do it. There's a place here that does it for $6.99 a pound, cooked and everything, and that's a good deal, because it costs, I think it's it can cost that much, depending on where you're at, to get them alive and do it yourself, plus all the ingredients and gas and blah, blah, blah. But there's another restaurant that's $12.99 a pound, so cooked.
1: Are these... It seems a
0: little high, but
1: it was good. Are they locally sourced?
0: No. um, All crawfish you're going to eat are going to come from the Gulf, probably, or Louisiana, or, you know... the. Saltwater places like that. I think they live in brackish water yeah. or um freshwater. Hmm. Don't know if they live in saltwater. You can eat the ones that are in inland in freshwater. It's just you'd have to catch a whole bunch of them, and you'd want to catch them from clean streams that don't have runoff and, and sewage. And not just that, but it has like agricultural runoff. You want to watch out for that. Just keep that in mind. Of course, the use of landfills. In 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 inland, you just never know what's going to be in these animals, especially water animals. So that
1: seems like a worthwhile deep dive. Trash landfills,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, or just yeah. Me too. I I despise landfills. I despise them.
1: So you're king for a day. What are you doing?
0: I would find a way to um. And this is very packet pack it full in the space shuttle. shuttle. Going up? No, because that would be worse, probably. I would just try to recycle as much as you could. If it's recyclable, do it. And I think if on a grand scale, it would become cost-effective. Or, you know, if it's not cost-effective, I mean, it's just another cost of living. And the stuff that you can, of course, you have to incinerate it or whatever you do with it, but... There's just no reason to like to. I just don't know. There's no reason to have food waste go to a landfill. Like I just feel like all oh, of that, that
1: should all be. Uh, what do they call that? Where you put it in a thing and reuse it?
0: Compost. Could be composted or flushed or um, down the sink. And if you have septic system, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, we could definitely get into that. Oh, we could have a guest for that. Yeah, I need an expert.
1: I don't know. He's part of their sales team, so I don't know how much, but I would think even in sales, you got to have a pretty good understanding about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, can argue with my point. He's going so to have uh, a, he'll have a better idea of what's real and what's not. I think
0: perhaps an agenda.
1: The uh, recycling, as I've seen in some documentaries and podcasts, it's not what I thought it was. Meaning the ability to do this or that.
0: Yeah, I think even if just, going back to efficiencies, you...
1: I think there's a huge inefficiency in that, and that may be why. Or if that's true no money. some
0: of these things some of these things make it look like it's bad because they don't want you to do it or it's just an attack because it's the other person thinking of it but yeah like just because you send something off in the recycling doesn't mean it gets recycled like any little thing can interfere with paper recycling like it's got wax on it or I think greasy pizza boxes to some extent can't be recycled um, but I think the majority of aluminum and metal it's easy to recycle I would say like, I do have a top. system for that we we um I recycle everything except uh uh plastic, which I know is the big one. It's just that's more difficult. And I don't have well a way they're not to all recyclable
1: either. That goes back right, to that number. Numbers yep. and,
0: yeah. I learned that in elementary school. We had a big drive and teachers took it all down the recycling place. And like, well you have to divide this by the numbers <laughs> or separate it. Like, oh, so that's that? what
1: I mean. Like on the surface, I'm my, this is not my forte, so I'm just thinking plastic's plastic. Um mm-hmm. I mean obviously there's different grades of how it feels, whether it's a sturdy or a flimsy and things like that, but I don't. That number means more than just that. I don't know what it's right. in uh, reflection nope.
0: to. I must have company.
1: Got a delivery. be
0: just barked. Yep. Well, with that said, um, don't really have much more to talk about on processes. Anything we can touch on before I head out of here? No. Get my crawfish. I'd say, uh,
1: go recycle a crawfish.
0: Mm, I'm about to. All right. Might not be that long until it gets recycled either. <laughs>
1: oh, that's a system in of itself.
0: Alright, everybody. Next time see melodies
3: groove in with the bomb and rose where the roots run deep. Beyond the noise of the busy streets, where the songs of the South are soothing. When I hear the prompt boat picking down, home rhythm ringing out. I don't run from banjo music. Yeah. Brings me back to the bluegrass Playing on my dad's A track It's pick up and have been through it Getting through the day on Scruggs and skags, Bucking their bales to those Tennessee jams There's no other way that I'd do it And I hear the front porch picking down Home rhythm ringing out I don't run from banjo music yeah
4: Some got it backwards backwards and double time get at the soul and the tremmer looking and his
3: The stereos booming. When I hear the front porch picking down, home rhythm ringing out. I don't run from Banjo music.
4: Yeah. Something going backwards, backwards, in double time. Getting to the soul and the treble Kentucky style. Those are the